Hello and welcome to Wrestling Newspaper FM. I am your host, Daniel. As ever, I am joined by Danny. We're going to get to Danny in a second. But first, I want to just start the show just out of respect. I just want to say that two years ago today, 22 innocent lives were lost due to, well, an act of terror by some absolute clowns at an Ariana Grande concert in Manchester at the MEN Arena. Uh, myself and Danny both live pretty much nearby, so I just wanted to start the show by saying that our thoughts here at Wrestling Newspaper FM go out to the people who lost loved ones that night. I know personally the show affected me for not the show that the terror attack affected me for a few days. It affected everyone in the area, so I just wanted to bring that up. But that was two years ago today, and our respect and love goes to the families of the innocent people who died that night. Uh, I myself go to the MEN arena. I took my little girl to go and watch a Disney on Ice show six months ago. And I was walking around thinking, how could people do something like that? So, a bit of a sad note to start the show, but I couldn't do the show without mentioning that. Well, do you know, do you know on that point, mate, I, I didn't realise today was two years. Um, I, I heard it was mentioned last week that the anniversary was coming up. But it seems to have come round so quickly. Um, I was... Um, I was. I had a friend who uh, I was. I was texting at the time on that night, and her daughter. I think she was thirteen, fourteen at the time. She was actually at the concert, um, oh. and uh, we'd been texting, texting back and forth, and she, she all of a sudden, um, I saw a home. I, I saw something had gone on, on Facebook. And I said, text her, and I said, you, you really need to um, go and get um, go and get your daughter. She's, something's happened, because we didn't know what it was at first. I think everyone thought the cabinet or one of the lighting equipment or the speakers had, had blown up or something. And um, I didn't hear anything back. And then about three, four hours later, um, she she come back to me and said, like, we're home safe now. Um, because they they were from Liverpool, so she basically dropped the daughter off, and her and a friend were just wandering around Manchester. Um, but she, what what extraordinary bravery! She went in. She, she, when she found out what was happening, she couldn't see her daughter outside, so she actually ran in to the uh, MEM and went past security and found the daughter and brought her out because obviously the big entrance what used to be by Victoria Station was where it all happened so she had to go through the other station the, the other entrance um so what what a what a brave woman she was um it, absolutely terrible and, and as you say it's it, really it's one of our local arenas it's where i've seen bands and WWE and all sorts of other things TNA over the years and it was just so so horrible um, and on social media as well, people were saying, uh, I'm supposed to be going to this show next week. Um, I don't feel comfortable going. And I think WWE or NXT were actually running the week later. They were. Um, and, you know, so it really, uh, thankfully, Br- British people just, they got on, they carried on doing what they were doing. And thankfully, the people's lives continued as normal afterwards. But um, it's terrible things that happened to just teenage girls but I'll stop going on about it now but it was a very very sad time and as you say thoughts and prayers with the family the families of all those involved yeah definitely I felt absolutely numb 
in the days after that, it was, I don't know, it was horrible. Anyway, a bit of a somber start to the show, but we couldn't begin by not mentioning something like that. It was horrible, especially being in the area. It's a place where I visit numerous times. If I'm ever, like, wanting to go shopping or something, we usually head there. I park pretty much next to the arena. Um, so, yeah, our thoughts go out to all the people who lost uh, loved ones that night. Right, so it seems a bit stupid talking about wrestling after this, but that is what we're going to do. Um, so today, it's it's Wednesday's day. Normally, we try and do the show on a Friday. Um, however, this upcoming Friday, myself and Danny are going to Wolverhampton to watch Fight Club Pro, The Hangover Part 2. Um, did you, have you got the tickets, Danny? Did you get Did you get them? Yeah, I got tickets the other day. Um, once you confirmed, we had we had a van and stuff. So, yeah. So it's so um, the card in front of us for the Fight Club Pro show is Dan Maloney. Dan Maloney. Dan Maloney, who is uh, <laughs> he's basically like I don't know. He's like the guy that Fight Club Pro is seeming to get behind, giving a big push. He will be facing Ilya Dragunov. If you've not seen Ilya Dragunov, he is absolutely great. Um, we've also got Travis Banks, who is a regular at Fight Club Pro, a trainer at Fight Club Pro. He will be facing Jake Atlas. Have you, have you ever seen Jake Atlas before, Danny? Um, I don't believe that I have. He's an American guy, isn't he? Yeah, he was on uh, the Joey Janela show um, in New York this year. I saw, I saw him on that. He was very impressive. I think he was in like a six-month scramble, but he looked really good in it. He's a very young guy, so be a big opportunity for him over in the UK. So that I think that that will be a good match. Obviously, Travis Banks is a very good worker. We have um, is she still NXT UK Women's Champion? There, no one cares anyway. Tony Storm versus Valkyrie. Um, have you seen much of Valkyrie, Danny? I don't really know. Who yes, she is. yeah, Valkyrie's just been in TNA for a while, hasn't she? Nah, that's probably why I don't know who she is. Um, Tony Storm versus Valkyrie, and we have got the Fight Club Pro World Tag Team Championships. Schadenfreude, the team of Chris Brooks and Kyle Fletcher versus Danny's favourite tag team, the besties in the world. Danny, this should be an interesting match. I bet you are so excited for the besties' entrance. I want to see you uh, joining him. The besties, the first time I've seen them, I think. I've probably seen them before and just forgotten because I'm getting old and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the absolute fucking worst. I know you're going to fucking dub that stupid fucking song over this fucking thing, but I don't appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it's it's Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden. It's the fucking worst song ever. And yeah, they're a very good tag team nonetheless. I'm really, really looking forward to this. And Schadenfreude, or Schadenfreude, how would you say it properly? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude. It's weird that I'm actually asking you to uh to correct me on things um <laughs> it's the first time i've been excited about chris brooks doing a gimmick in a long time i've often said that a lot of british guys can get stuck in one one particular gimmick and, and i kind of lose interest with them but um this stable and this um this this kind of character he seems to play it well and it's reignited my um reignited my love for Chris Brooks. So yeah, looking forward to that match. Yeah, the um they had a match on night three of the DTTI, um, Danny, and it was for me it was the match of the night. And you had guys like Osprey, 
guys like Pack on the card, and the, the the match they had that night was absolutely brilliant. A really, really good match. I'm hoping they can deliver another match at the Hangar on Friday. And as we were just saying before we came on air, um, on the ticket page, although the match hasn't been announced, well, the, the opponent has been announced for the Fight Club Pro World Championship. Mark Davis will be facing an unnamed person. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure who that could be. Obviously, um, the last time there was an un- unannounced opponent, it was Will Ospreay and Pac. Um, the time before, it was Jeff Cobb. So, usually, Fight Club Pro do deliver on who the opponent will be in a match such as this. So, it should be interesting to see who that is. I hope myself it is David Starr, as he is the hottest, I'd say the hottest act in European wrestling, European independent wrestling at the moment, certainly. So, any ideas, Danny? I can't think off the top of my head of it, except for David um, Starr. No, I've got to be honest with you. And um, obviously, I, I'm I'm quite new in, into Fight Club Pro, um, so I I haven't got any ideas whatsoever. I'm sorry to uh, to let you down. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who isn't books, but yeah. So we'll leave that. I'm not sure if we will be doing a vlog. Uh, we'll probably decide on the day. I think we we'll should. try to. We'll, we'll do to. something. We will do something. I'm sure. So stay tuned to our, for our YouTube channel for that. Um, if you just search on YouTube Wrestling Newspaper FM, and we will be there. Subscribe. There's already some great videos up there that we took at WrestleMania and on our last visit to Fight Club Pro. So check those out. Right. So that's for Friday. So we've explained why we're doing the show a few days early. Um, this is basically your double or nothing preview show um but just before we get into that show we're going to have to talk a little bit of wwe the fallout from money in the bank Um, danny i think we will start with the new belt that everybody seems to be talking about it is the 24 7 belt that was presented by mick foley on raw to raucous boos from the crowd and they were a fan of this i think they probably wanted the hardcore title um, but yeah, they didn't like the belt, Danny. I, I I don't really care what belt looks like. I'm not a belt collector. A belt's a belt. Obviously, it didn't look great, but whatever. It's a belt. People shat on the Universal title when Matt first was released. They ruined the Finn Balor-Seth Rollins match because they're all entitled pricks at SummerSlam 2016. But we will forget about that. People will forget about how apparently awful this belt looks in a few months. I think it's a chance. It's a three-hour show. It is a three-hour show that is grueling to th- sit through. If there's some light, entertaining segments involving the belt, I am fine with that. People are like, oh, it doesn't bring prestige because title on, Titus O'Neil won the belt first. A 24-7 rule belt doesn't need prestige. It is just light entertainment relief. To be honest with you, I'd sooner have a belt like this. People saying there's too many belts. Well, fine. Scrap one of the tag team titles that nobody cares about, that WWE don't care about. Merge the IC and US title. The US title is treated like shit anyway. I'm glad there is a belt like this on the show. And believe me, apparently I enjoy shitting on WWE. So if it was shit, I'd be the first to let you all know. So Danny, you tell us your thoughts on this belt. You're going to tell me you think it's shit, don't you? (laughs) The belt is ugly as fuck. That is the first thing. Second thing, I'm really excited about the actual concept. It's a rehashed idea of the hardcore title, but already I think it's been entertaining. Um, You've seen 
within the the fair couple of nights that our truth has been going on about on Twitter that he lost the belt and little Jimmy had pinned him for it and um, he'd, he'd repinned little Jimmy. And it's just little ways to sell stories. I do think it's got a shelf life. I don't think you, you, you're going to hear that this belt will be hearing in this belt from in a year and a half's time. Um, but it's good. It's fun. It's something different for we haven't seen for a while. So, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, as long as there's not like five or six segments a show. Do you know what I mean? Like SmackDown last night, I don't think it was. I've watched some of the highlights on YouTube because uh, Sky Sports are shit with WWE coverage, so it didn't record. So I watched some of the highlights on YouTube this morning before we started recording. Um, it didn't seem like the belt was all over the show. Basically, what happened was Danny, our truth came out dressed as a woman to hide his identity during the Carmella match. Halfway through the Carmella Mandy Rose match, that didn't work. All the jobbers, the B team, everyone chased R Truth. R Truth grabs Carmella on his back. They run through the crowd, run through the arena. Um, I think what happens? Jinder Mahal tries to roll up R Truth. R Truth kicks out, car- <laughs> carries on running. Um, the B team catch up with R Truth and Carmella. Um, I think Bo Dallas. Um, hits his finish or whatever that could be on our truth goes for the pin, but um, Curtis Axel pulls him off and they start pushing each other. Our truth pushes them into each other. They run off and get off in the car. So yeah, that was just one or two segments. It was fine. I, I like it. And it, I, that, I that's, that's entertaining, isn't it? You know, it, it's five minutes where you can, you can just lose yourself and have a little bit of a, a laugh. I mean, you know, the last show we were both quite quite critical of WWE um, in, in a different way to everyone else was. If you have a look at everybody else being critical, they said the show was great and the uh, the ending was terrible. We were a little bit the other way around. But if you have a look at this, this is actually something that everyone can just have a laugh at. Um, you don't need to be complaining or And the fact that it can go to different shows as well, um, I, I think it's a good thing. You, you know, it, it's, it's a bit of the old WWE. Uh, being reborn again, so yeah, I'm 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 really happy with it. Yeah, I I like it. I think it's a good idea. I think it should have been done a while ago. Uh, as I say, as long as they don't throw. <laughs> One thing that did make me laugh, Danny, that Mick Foley comes out. You listen it, and he goes, "Right, this is the 24/7. It can be. It title can change hands at any point. Um, you can be asleep. You can be having your dinner." then the title will change hands. So make sure you stay tuned every week to the third hour of Raw where all this is going to happen. <laughs> I thought the third hour of Raw, you've just told me it's 24-7 and now you say it's all going to happen in the third hour of Raw. God bless well, them. They don't have a Scooby-Doo what they're doing. Well, what's great is when last time, he's, he's taken the piss both the third hour of Raw, but the last time they had anything like this with the hardcore title, they didn't have the social media outlets that they do now. I can see this belt switching switching hands three or four different times a week just on social media. Um, you know, as they as they're going through the shows, it, it's fine. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah, it is a good idea, and I I'm a fan of it. So also last night on SmackDown Live, Danny, I know the show literally finished a matter of hours ago, so you won't have watched it. Uh, Dolph Ziggler returned to attack Kofi Kingston. Now I've seen this and I thought. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston in a title feud. 
Um, but Ziggler cut a promo after the match where basically he said that Kofi'd been there for 11 years and he finally got given his chance, but it should have been Dolph. He's been there for oh, the same amount of time and he's never been given his chance like that. That should have been him. It was actually, it was a weird promo in delivery, but the idea was there behind it. I think it's fine for a filler feud. Uh, the two will be facing at Super Showdown or whatever you want to call that show in, we'll call Saudi it South, Mania. Saudi Mania. Um, so yeah, we've got Dolph versus Kofi on that show. Um, I don't know if they've made the switch from Kevin Owens, as I think they possibly would have done Kofi Kevin Owens again. Uh, but the rumour is, Danny, that Kevin Owens has told WWE he does not want to go to Saudi Arabia. Obviously, Sami Zayn won't be there because of the ongoing troubles between Syria and Saudi Arabia. So maybe Kevin Owens is showing support to his friend. Um but yeah, Kevin Owens has apparently told WWE he doesn't want to go Saudi Arabia. I think I think that was fightfully reported that. So we will see. They're usually pretty accurate with what they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I say so. We've got some matches for the Saudi Mania show: Undertaker versus Goldberg, <laughs> Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon, and. Something that WWE put a video package out for detailing the long history, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Um, that, that video package was actually really cool. I've not seen it. I didn't watch it. I've seen it that it was there. But they, they have had a storied history. They butchered the main event of WrestleMania once. Um, but yeah. I think that's everything on WWE, Danny. Uh, well, just just before we move on, I'll I'll just say, and I'm not taking the piss when I say this, I am looking forward to Saudi Mania, even though that's not what it's called. I am. I I, I really am. I, I I've got to be honest with you. I love a big um a big event feel, and because this isn't a pay per view, and it it, it it receives a lot of criticism for obvious reasons, but. I remember finding the likes of like the um, the old shows at Chase Stadium, um, the old wrestling classic. Uh, if you've never seen that, uh, it's sixteen man tournament held over one night. Um, I think it's in one of the baseball stadiums or the. Um, but it's it's a huge. It looks it looks um, a big event, and I love big events. Um, so I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, I know the. Storylines might not be continuing. It might be a standoff show to a great degree. I'm glad to see Dolph Ziggler back. You sent me the text before, and I said the crowd go mild. But he's coming back for a reason. It's a sensical feud. It makes sense. He's coming back because he never had his opportunity. Dolph is a fantastic, fantastic worker, and I think he'll have a great match. Yeah, yeah, they should do, Donny. Um, breaking news, apparently Martin will be doing a double or nothing preview show on Friday. He's just sent me a message. Martin, uh, you were shoot, obviously he does shoot talk. Um, he has been pretty busy recently, so he's not been able to do a show, but he's hoping to do a double or nothing preview on Friday. A full preview. We'll be going through it later on in the show, obviously, but stay tuned for that. Obviously, Martin is a big AW fan. Um, yeah, so Danny, what you're saying, I think they'll have a good match, won't they, Kofi? And I'm sure they had like an IC title feud years ago. I feel mm. like I've seen it. Um, 
But yeah, what you were saying as well about liking this show. Now, to me, people complain about this show, right? For us in the UK, we get to watch a show at 7pm from WWE, which is a treat. Not at 1am, not at 2am, not at 3am, at 7pm on a Friday tea time. For those of us without a, without a life who don't do much yeah. else at Fridays, Friday 7pm, it is a nice treat. Over me, here, yeah, that's me. I, I don't mind me. I, it's just, it's going to be a good weekend. We've got Saudi Mania on the Friday, Dominion, I don't know, is Dominion on the Saturday or Sunday? So that is another big weekend of wrestling, which I am all for. Um, yeah, so Danny, obviously we've got 205 Live, we've not had a chance to watch. Um, I, so we won't be able to review it. Um, do you want me to tell you who won the main event and is probably going to be the number one contender, or do you want to watch that for yourself? Yeah, no, that's fine. Go my it's not a problem. Uh, Akira Tozawa won a fatal five-way and I think had maybe had a stare down with Tony Nese after the match. So okay. looks like they're going in that direction. They'll probably put it on the uh, Saudi Mania show, won't they? There's usually a cruiserweight title match on that show. There has been on the previous two. So we could see that at Saudi Mania, where the crowd will be dead, but they'll probably be dead for every other match. So it won't be as noticeable. Fair play. So, yeah, so that's everything from WWE. Um, before we get into Double or Nothing, I just want to quickly talk about some stuff that I've been watching um, from New Japan. Danny, I know you've still not found time to watch anything from the Best of the Super Juniors, but I can't start without talking about the Will Ospreay versus Yo match. Go and watch that match. Um, it was from day six, which I think was Sunday. It was the latest show from the best of the Super Juniors. It was a really good match. Um, Yo was great in the match. And the selling, the selling of the knee from Osprey in this match is something to behold. He doesn't miss a step with how he sells his knee. Literally, uh, it, it is just brilliant, Danny. You, you, I can't explain it. You'd have to actually watch it. It's just the, all the little things like he doesn't just grab his knee. He'll go and hit his finishing move or whatever. And as he's as he was hitting the Stormbreaker, he like held his knee midair as he's hitting the Stormbreaker to end the match. Um, it was just like he, he did like a dive from the top rope where he landed on his feet. You know, like sometimes he'll even do like a shooting star star press off the top rope or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he did that. Lands on his feet. Yeah, and his knee had been worked over earlier in the match. And literally the way he sells it, you thought. I actually thought shit as he broke his leg. Like, literally, the way that he landed on it and sold it, it was just great selling from Osprey in that match. It was a great match. Um, now, the la the first six nights of the Best of the Super Juniors, I myself, you, I don't know, sometimes when they go to these um, sh shows where they're not really, like, big New Japan places where they run big shows from, the atmosphere isn't usually as good as it would be at an Osaka or at Corican. So... Today, from the time of recording, Wednesday, we have three back-to-back -back shows featuring 10 matches from the Best of Super Juniors on each show from Corican. So I'm glad about that. The atmosphere is always great in Corican. Um, so, Danny, I'm just going to let you know some of the matches that are coming. I think you should start from scratch, Danny. Forget everything that's gone and try and watch some of this if you have the time. Um, so just quickly, the night, so tonight's show, the Wednesday 
we will, it's just starting a matter of hours actually at the time recording. The two big matches are Will Ospreay versus El Fantasmo and Marty Skull versus Shingo Takagi. Um, tomorrow, the show is headlined with Dragon Lee versus Shingo and Danny, a match that I have you seen it yet? The match where I was obviously live at the Super Show at the WrestleCon show. Bandido versus Will Osprey. I don't have you have you seen the match or not? Yes, I I saw it the the week after I come back. I think. What did you think? Was, I I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it it was amazing live, amazing live. I thought it was still very good on the uh, VOD, but didn't quite. It wasn't as good as it was live, which I suppose is always going to happen when you're yeah. about t- 10 beers in. But, yeah. Well, I think as well that that building um, where, where it was was so conducive to a, a good atmosphere. It made everything sound loud, didn't it? Nah, it was all right. It wasn't as good as the, uh, the, the one in New Orleans the year before. Hmm. No, I, it I agree that it, I agree that it wasn't as good, but I think in terms of the acoustic, it sounded a lot louder. Really, I don't think it did, but we will agree to disagree. Um, yeah, so Danny, I, you've not seen Osprey versus Rocky Romero, have you? No, no. Oh, you need to watch that. I know I've said you need to watch a lot of the matches. That match, it was great. I did yeah. not see that coming. Rocky Romero's been great in this tournament. Really, really impressed with Rocky. I enjoyed his match with Ren Narita on the last show as well. That is a match worth watching. Um, so Friday, the last of the Corican show. Flipping out 30 matches in three days from the best of the Super Juniors. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all that. Um, yes, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'm just going to have to pick and choose. I might watch tonight's full show as I'm feeling enthusiastic about wrestling at the moment. Um Friday's show while we're at Fight Club Pro, we'll see Osprey versus Ren Narita. I will be watching that as Ren Narita has been very impressive during this. Um, Jonathan Gresham versus Ishimori. That will be good if Ishimori shows up. Um, and Rocky Romero versus Dragon Lee. The highlights of those matches. So make sure you check out those matches. I am annoyed, really, we've not been able to do an actual podcast on the best of the Super Juniors, but it moves that quick. By the time we get to recording a show, I feel like half of it's... Do you know what I mean? Loads of it's already been done. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not relevant anymore because something else has happened since. But, yeah. So, there the matches. Go and check out the Osprey-Rocky Romero match from night... I don't know if it was night four... And the Osprey versus Yo match from night six. There was a bit of a trend there. Osprey, as I'm sure is no surprise to anyone, is absolutely killing it. Um, well, Danny, I think can that's I, it. Can I just can I just put in at this point um, something that I mentioned to you last night? Um, and it, it's a, it's an event I went to. I was sorting through some old DVDs last night, and I. Uh, I came across this um, this event, the King of Europe Cup, that yeah. was put on. And it was put on, basically, um, one person was representing a particular company. And I was just having a look at the lineup. Um, so, for instance, you had uh, Rhino representing TNA at the time, um, Nigel McGuinness representing ROH, Trent Assage for PWU, Pat was representing IPW UK, Zebra Kid, was WAW, um, 
which is obviously uh, Roy Bevis, who's uh, Paige's brother. Um, Davy Richards was representing PWG. Martin Stone, Stoke, Stroke, Danny Birch was representing RQW, which was like a precursor to Rev Pro. Uh, Go Shiozaki was uh, representing Noah. Al Generico was representing IWS. Um, Matt Seidel was representing IWA Mid-South. Jody Fleisch representing 1PW. Ryo Saito representing Dragon Gate. Aries representing WXW. Doug Williams representing Premier Promotions. Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Antonio Cesaro, representing Shikara. And Chris Hero representing WCW. What a fucking lineup that is. You look at all the guys that are in WWE or made a name for themselves in the business or were just that talented um, for an indie show, a one-off indie show that was put on in Liverpool uh, over two nights. Absolutely fantastic. It was a great tournament. I'm going to re-watch it. And I think we've talked about it in the past. As part of this, there was uh, an IPW UK pre-show and it was a two out of three falls match between Pac and El Generico. Uh, it was the first time I saw it, and it was front row for that pre-show. That uh, was an that was an excellent match. So I just wanted to share that. If you ever get a chance to watch it, the King of Europe Cup, made in 2007 in Liverpool, really, really good tournaments. You should enjoy it. Did you just say Chris Hero was representing WCW? CZW. Oh, right. I was going to say, what? Um, yeah, so WCW had well show. gone by that point. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the King of Europe Cup in Liverpool. I was trying to work out why I didn't go to that. Because I was at the Ring of Honor show in Liverpool that, do you know what I mean, that year. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was long after it. If It, it was either a couple of weeks after the, one of the TMA shows they did there or a couple of weeks after a Ring of Honor. So I don't know whether it just never lined up properly for you. Nah, I was only 16 at the time, so I was probably drinking cider on a park somewhere. Um, I think yeah. some things don't change it. um right so with that segue the only thing left to talk about the show that has been built up for months it got announced in january it is finally here i am excited for it and that show is the first show from all elite wrestling double or nothing ladies and gentlemen It has been a newsworthy few weeks for All Elite Wrestling. As some of you may know, and some of you may be hearing for the very first time, AEW has entered into a TV deal with Turner Broadcasting. It's not missed on me. Sitting here in Atlanta, Georgia, the youngest of the Rhodes family, the weight of that announcement, the fact that pro wrestling is returning to Turner. And not only that, AEW has also entered into a TV deal with the UK's largest commercial television channel, that being ITV. This, it's unprecedented. And if you could refer to anything, it was over two decades ago. I mean, fans, this is your moment. It's my moment. It's our moment. And every bit of this, it starts May 25th, Las Vegas, double or nothing MGM Grand Garden Arena. And here's how you can watch it. In the United States and Canada, it's on pay-per-view. Internationally, you can watch it on Fight. Specifically in the UK, you can see it on ITV. And even in the United States, you can watch it on BR Live. 
But the real purpose of me sitting here today is simple. I want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your patience. We can't do this without you. We don't intend to do this without you. Let's go forward. I have a saying amongst my brethren in the elite, let's live forever. And I'm not naive enough to think any of us can live forever, but I think pro wrestling can make moments that do. And that is what AEW aims to do. So once again, from myself, from all of us at All Elite Wrestling, thank you. 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 We couldn't have done it without each and every one of you fans for supporting us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Danny, are you excited for this one? Um, previous, up until a few days ago, I was relatively excited for it. Um, and then this weekend, I had a friend round who I've told you before a little bit. Um, she's wanted to get into wrestling. And I've showed her a little bit of WWE and this, that, and the other. And I thought I'd actually show her a bit of um, what's happening with AEW in terms of the Nightmare Family show uh, building up to the road to All Elite. Um, because if she's getting into wrestling at a certain time, it's probably helpful that she gets into a new a new product. Um, so we watched a couple of matches from All In. And we watched the Road 2 um, shows on YouTube. And I've got to be honest, they've done such a good job because I haven't seen any of them. And similar to you, I wanted to watch them around the same time as the event. I've watched every single one. We, we sat there and we watched them all through. It's been built up so well. Um, considering that they've got no TV, they've got nothing to, to build up the storylines with other than YouTube, which... Let's be honest, is how this all started in the first place with being the elite. So I've been watching being the elite as well separately. Um and yeah, I'm I'm really, really, really excited. I think they've done a fantastic job with their MJF already. Um I think he within a year, maybe two years, will be one of the biggest heels in the company, if not the biggest. Um he he just uh, as soon as I saw him when we were in New Orleans. First time I'd seen him live, and I remember turning around and saying to you, he is going to be big. And I've got to be honest, this is going to be the place for it. His interactions with Cody have just been hilarious on the uh, on the build-up to this. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, some some of the matches, which I'm sure we'll go into in, in a bit more detail, um, I've got me really excited about the uh, about the actual show as well. Yeah. What well, what do you mean the nightmare family show? Well the road to double or nothing and um, the channel um that it's that it's being played on is called the Nightmare Family. It's it's Cody Rhodes's uh YouTube channel. Oh right, yeah, I can see it. I can see it, yeah. The Nightmare Family. Um I wonder what you was on about then. But yeah, MJF that that is that that's the pre show match, isn't it? The M- MJF match. Yeah, right? he's he's in the casino battle royal. Yeah, the Casino Battle Royale. So, for us in the UK, we've got the pre-show, the buy-in pre-show. That's on ITV4 over here. So, hopefully, it gets a lot of people to buy the pay-per-view. This is one of them shows, Danny, we've talked about it. 
Do you know what I mean? There is people have been talking. There's no way I would consider streaming this show. If this show was free somewhere, I'd still feel like I had to pay for it on ITV. Do you know what I mean? I want ITV to get AEW, so I'm not helping anything by not buying this show. So if you're thinking of streaming it, just just buy it. If you can afford to buy it, just buy it. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I think I think the other thing as well, it's one of those shows, it's, it's monumental, it's a fair show, it's been hyped up. You don't want the stream collapsing and not being able to find another stream at two half two in the morning. Um, yeah, you you want to be you want to be safe in the, and what and, and let's be honest, we're not getting ripped off either for the price. You know, you, you most a lot of the box and pay per views now are a lot more expensive than this. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to pay for it. Yeah, I'm glad we're not paying fifty dollars for it anyway. <laughs> um, right. So, Danny, the big news from this week, really, from All Elite Wrestling, which we have to talk about, which is a negative to start with. Pack is off the card. Hangman Page versus Pack, the match that has been built up possibly the most for months. It is off, Danny. Pack, it has been reported, was plan to beat Hangman Page on this show and then go on to face Kenny Omega later down the line. They've been booked in a six-man tag at one of the shows coming up. They were meant to have a big blow-off singles match later down the line, but Pac, as usual, is not willing to lose to Kenny Omega. Us Brit Res fans, we've seen this recently with we had a Pac Sabre Jr. match that was built up, which ended via DQ. We had a Pac Osprey match, which did not go down well at Rev Pro, which ended in a 30-minute time limit. That sold out the building, and they ended it with uh, the 30-minute time limit, and the crowd booed the shit out of it. There's been a lot of complaints I've seen online from Brit Res fans about this. Um, Pac has not lost a match since his return to the Indies. Um, obviously, he takes his Dragon Gate title seriously, so you could. it, it depends which way you look at it, really, but... I don't know, it's not, I, to me it's not team playing, it just shows that he doesn't really see the All Elite thing as a huge deal for himself, so yeah, if I, I'll let you give your opinion on it later on Danny, I'm not going to beat around the bush, I'm not going to be politi- politically correct, I think Pac is out of order, I think it's embarrassing that this sort of stuff is going on in 2019, I'm going to be brutally honest, about 15, 20 people watch Dragon Gate out of Japan. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm exaggerating a bit. Nobody cares about Dragon Gate. There's no hype around it. I watch a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling, and I don't watch Dragon Gate. Sure, people might watch it. Whatever. Pac wants to build up the title, but he has a chance here to be part of something massive. And I think in the long run, Pac may damage his reputation with fans through things like this. No, it, it reminds me a little bit of these WWE guys who think they're all big when they leave the company. I like your Rybacks, your... I'm not going to name people, but we all know who they are. The people who come to the indies, they charge a bomb, they phone it in on these indie shows, and really they go on to do diddly squat. WWE might re-sign them in a few years and they'll be back, probably chasing our truth around the locker room. Um, so yeah, I think Pac's out of order. Um, Kenny Omega is top three, top five wrestlers in the world. It's not like he's been asked to lose to some random guy. Kenny Omega is a star. But Danny, go on, I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm wrong. 
but you be you be good cop. Go on, my friend. Well, what what he's doing is um, Rowdy Roddy Piper in 1985, um, refusing to be pinned. Um, not even refusing to be pinned, refusing to lose a match. Um, unfortunately, it's not 1985, and he's certainly not fucking Rowdy Piper. Very, very talented wrestler. Um, it quite possibly takes myself too seriously. In terms of Dragon Gates, Dragon Gates produced some wonderful talents and wonderful matches over the year, over the years, but certainly not to the extent of. The, the likes of All Japan, uh, DDT, New Japan, um, Noah, certainly not to that extent. So, you know, you got to respect his view, and he is very, very talented. However, does I was excited about this match, I'm going to be honest with you, um, but I think Hangman Page could have a good match with anyone. So if they bring a replacement in, I'm sure they'll be able to have a cracking match, um, whoever it may be. Yeah, it's just like it's the week before the show, Danny. He could have let them know when they're probably... I know, like, people you can see, you can criticise AEW for this. Why Why didn't they speak about this earlier? However, they're probably not used to up their own arse, up their own arse, spoiled little brats from WWE. They're probably not used to... They all work as a team, these guys. Do you know what I mean? They're probably... What, what refusing to lose a fake wrestling match? Who does I, I this think, guy think he is? I think, but I think to be honest with you, what's probably happened is the closer they've got to the time, they may well have discussed it with Pac previously and said, "Listen, you're going to lose to Kenny," and then a week out of it, he'll say, "Yeah, we're going to have to change our mind on that." And he's tried to back them into a corner. Um, up, this is my my view on it. Um, so that they know a week out from the show and he's saying, well, I'm not going to wrestle Hangman Page. I'm not going to be on the show if I have to lose to Kenny. And I think um, AEW have tried to show a united strong front. They're not going to put up with this type of bullshit. And they'll say, well, we'll let you go then due to creative differences. I think that's what's happened. Um, I may, may very well be wrong, but it certainly seems the type of shit that they're not going to put up with. Good. Pack, yeah, he's great. Whatever, yeah. He didn't do jack shit in WWE. He had occasional good matches. The guy's the guy I don't know who the guy thinks he is, Danny. He's just he, he's an alright wrestler when he comes down to it. He's just an indie wrestler. Do you know what I mean? The guy thinks he's like Hulk Hogan or something, brother. He's not. He isn't worth shit. Uh, this sort of attitude for me, if I was a fan of wrestling, if I was alive in the eighties and I was a wrestling fan, I wouldn't be I can't be asked with all this shit. You, it's a team sport. But no matter what people say, wrestling is about a team. And as a football fan, if, I don't know, our star striker said, well, look, you've got um, an away game where you need to play for a draw. I'm the striker. I want to be on that pitch and add to my goal tally. So I'm not going to be part of this team. I want to start up front to add to my goal tally. I don't care if you want to try and go a different way and get a draw at this tough away game. I want to be on the pitch and I want to score because it's all about me. Nah, not for me. Do one pack. Not interested in it. You were never that great to begin with. Take your flippy, flippy bullshit elsewhere. And I tell you what, you will have lost a lot of goodwill with a lot of wrestling fans. You had the chance to be part of something huge here and you've bottled it because of some... Because you 
do one. Not interested in talking about it. It's annoyed me, and I was in a good mood. All right, kids, calm down. Um, no idea whatsoever. I think Joey Ryan is the likely candidate, um, as has been pointed out by many. CM Punk is doing commentary for uh, an MMA promotion. can't remember what it's called. I don't think we'll, we'll see him in the near future. Um, I think we might, might see him eventually, but certainly not in the next six, 12 months or so. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I would say that we're going to probably go down the Joey Ryan front, although they might bring somebody up from who was in the uh, Battle Royal. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. Um, maybe Jimmy Havoc might be, a, might be a shout. Oh, fuck off. Um, see, it, it, I don't know. If you go in with... I'm just trying to think... Take a step back. Say with New Japan, yeah, when Kenny Omega was supposed to be facing Okada at the MSG show, they just found someone to put in his place, didn't they? So they put Jay White in that spot. They put the title on Jay White, had him lose to uh, Okada at MSG, the spot that Kenny would have took. So really, we basically now know Hangman Page would have been losing this match to someone, and that someone was then going to be putting over Kenny Omega later down the line. So I'm just trying to think of people who could fill that role of losing to Hangman Page and then face, you know, being put into a feud with Kenny later down the line. And there's not really anyone that screams out for it. So, yeah, like you say, it could just be someone from the just, Battle Royal. Just out of curiosity, do you think we could see um, Kenta, um, Hideo Itami? I'm pretty sure his uh, non-compete clause is finished now. Uh, I think he's more somebody who'd be in a battle royal. For me, he's not really got any buzz about him. I don't think he'd be ready to be in the spot with Hangman Page. Kenta? Yeah, Kenta. Fucking hell, Dan. Why? Do you not see his WWE completely, run? completely disagree with that. Um, did you not see Pac's WWE run? Yeah. But he's, still, it... he's still up to a point where he was going to have... Go, go into this match. Um, Kenta is, for me, somebody who is a high-level performer uh, anywhere outside of the WWE because of the WWE style. Um, he was a high-level performer in Noah when that was uh, the most the, 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 the best Japanese promotion going. Um, and he was a high-level performer when he was in Ring of Honor. Um, yeah. I so- watched his Ring of Honor stuff. Really impressive, but I watched a lot of him in WWE and he didn't impress. So for me, do you know what I mean? You've, I don't know, he, he, he wasn't like I he didn't he have chances. I think he was very much hindered by the style, is probably the best, the nicest way to put it. Um, but it's a possibility, it's probably not going to happen. May, as I say, I think the likelihood is it's going to be Joey Ryan. What about yourself? Yeah, possibly Joey Ryan. I don't know, I feel like they might try and surprise us. With someone, I think I think we I don't think we'll be able to guess who it'll be. So yeah, we'll, we'll leave just... that for another day, right, Danny? Um, do you want to talk something else? There is a special being the being the elite double or nothing tomorrow, which is Thursday. So I'm just giving you a shout out, everyone. Make sure you watch that. That will be on the being the elite YouTube channel. Um, Danny, I am going to take a visit to the little boys' room. If you want to talk about the match that you think is going to main event the show, out of the three that's, that are coming out, Cody versus Dustin, Kenny Jericho, Young Bucks Lucha Brothers, which one do you think will main event the show? I'll be back in a while.
Um, it's a bit of a strange one because I you would assume that it'd be Kenny versus Chris Jericho. I think that is certainly the highest profile match. However, we've seen over the years with New Japan with the ex, you know with the exact same match where it hasn't gone on last. However, that's always had like an Akado Akado the night so to go against it. Cody versus Dustin is a completely different kettle of fish. Um, it's a very storyline-driven um, match. I haven't seen Dustin being Dustin for a long time. I wonder what changes he'll make in his style, whether he'll go back to the natural uh, gimmick or whether he'll just be playing a, a souped-up version of Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. Um, Goldust. So it, it's a bit of a strange one. Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. I think that would be the lesser lesser likely of the three to be the main events. Um, but it's probably the one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. What's your opinion on it? Just got back. What did what match did you go with? Uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Yeah, that is the match that to me would scream out to main event, right? But the Young Bucks, have, I feel like I've heard loads of times the Young Bucks are trying to, um, they, they want tag team to show tag team wrestling can main event shows. So yeah. I, w- I wouldn't at all be surprised if they did the Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers on last. Um, however, they did have that timing issue, didn't they, with the Young Bucks match at All In. Do you remember where they had to cut the match by about 10 minutes because uh, Marty Skrull against Okada ran over? Hmm. The main event of that show went about an eight minutes. So I don't know if they'll do it as they may. Personally, I'd go with Omega Jericho. I think that, to me, that's the most anticipated match on the show. So yeah. that should be the main event. But the, we'll see how they how they do it with that. Um, I'm really excited for Kenny versus Jericho. Obviously, they're hindered by not having any sort of real TV to build it up. Uh, they've done the best with, obviously, Jericho running in at... Uh, what was it? I can't think of the name of the show now. The, the, the show in Canada, the independent show in Canada, um, Kenny and Jericho interacted with that. I'm sure we will see stuff over social media in the next few days. But Danny, now, to me, Omega Jericho, we might as well talk about that now. I'm trying to think, pick the winner of this match. Now, you can go one of either way. Omega is basically the star in it, all elite wrestling. He's got to be. For me, that's who you build the company around as well. Um, so you'd say I would, you'd like to think on the first show you'd give him a win. Um, but obviously Omega's already got a win over Jericho. Jericho's going to New Japan two weeks later to face Okada. So I think they might give Jericho the win. Um, as fantasy booking-wise, I think Jericho should be the first champion of all elite wrestling whenever they bring that title in i like the fact they've not brought it in on the first shot right away but maybe have jericho win this match jericho win the title whenever it is and you can build to kenny taking the title off him in nine months a year's time and i think jericho would be a great first obviously he was the first ever undisputed champion so you could play off that whatever and have him be the first all elite wrestling champion it would give it's a big name. It's a big mainstream name to be the first ever champion. So I'd give Jericho the win here, maybe. Not clean, obviously. What about yourself, Danny? How do you see, see it going? I agree, totally agree. That, that That's all I needed to say. Um, Chris Jericho, dirty win. Um, Kenny and Jericho are then 1-1, and it leads to something else. 
but it's got to be it's got to be a dirty win. It's got to be something's got to happen to actually get some get more heat on Jericho and build up this feud a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. It's like we don't this show shouldn't be Young Bucks win, Kenny wins, Cody wins, Hangman Page wins. You know all the guys. Who I, are basically... I honestly, I honestly don't think it will be. I think no, same, if yeah. anything, if anything, they will they will take a lot more defeats than they normally would do. Um, so yeah, yeah, I don't think it will be that that scenario. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm curious about Danny. Just curious. I wonder. I wonder. I can't see it, but I wonder if New Japan will let him have anyone on the show. Don't think they will, because no one's announced. But, you know, just like one guy, they could always strike a deal. I'm so curious. See if anything like that happens. I don't think no. it will, because obviously the ring no. on a thing. But you're telling me everyone's like all going to be best friends now, so I'm trying to see if you're going to be right. No, I didn't say anyone's going to be best friends. I just said that the, 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 I think that within a year or so there will be a working relationship. However, reading about what Nick Jackson said about them last week, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't too happy with him. Um, so I don't, I don't. We, we what what did say. he say last week? I'm not saying it. Well, he said that um, he said that New Japan had the ability to um, to, 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 to the AEW wouldn't become a, a reality if New Japan offered them better deals. He said they were getting paid very poorly in New Japan, um, and that they weren't New Japan weren't highlighting them in the way that they wanted to be highlighted, and that they didn't see much uh, much in them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it just doesn't come across as the kind of thing you'd say if you were if you were going to be working with somebody um, in, in terms of cross promotion. Yeah, so so we talked about Kenny V, Chris Jericho, um, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers. I'm sure they'll have a great match. Um, I, I don't know, it's hard to do say. You know, do you know what? My, my Dark Horse match, one I'm actually quite looking forward to, and I'm hoping after what happened with the um, the pack uh, situation, it's still going ahead, but it was uh, so cal uncensored. Um Versus the strong hearts of Seema, T-Hawk and L. Lindemann um, from uh, your favourite promotion. One everyone watches, Dragon Gate. Um, Who are they? Uh, <laughs> I'm, Joel, I'm joking, Danny. I've seen them yeah, on Indie Show. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, in Dragon Gate. So the, that's like one of those matches on the undercard that you just think, that's got the possibility to actually be a really, really good one. You just out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I think it will be. You know, I think it. I think maybe have it as the opener of the show. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, you know, could come straight out. Um, and again, the 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 um, basically <laughs> call it the Japanese women's match as well. Um, the six woman tag match. Um, that that could be another one that that, that could that, that people are going in not necessarily knowing anything about, but could come out talking about. So I think that's good. Um. And an addition um, to the uh, the twenty one man casino battle royale um, is Sean Spears, aka um, the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger, who in a promo this morning actually pulled out the number ten card um, in the uh, in the, the way the battle royal is being drawn. So, going to be interesting to see him. Uh, I don't think he's going to play a big part in this company. 
but I think he'll get a a, a par a, a big pop at the uh, the beginning. Uh, but there's some there's some good talent in this um, in in this battle royal. I'd like looking forward to seeing where they where they all go as the future progresses of the company. Yeah, obviously the winner of the battle royal. I feel like we're a bit all over with this show, but we're just that excited for some of the matches. Um, the casino battle royal. The winner gets a title shot later down the line, don't they? So yeah, it'd be interesting to see who they go with to win. I think there's going to be a big surprise entrant in this. There's got to be. Um, but I, I can't see, you know, like all the people that they've been announcing, they've been signing, there's going to be some surprises on this show. It's the first ever show they want it to be memorable. Someone big is going to debut in either the Battle Royal or the Hangman Page match. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting. Obviously, you've got Joey Janela in this match. Uh, MJF, Brian Pillman Jr. I'm interested in seeing more of him. I've seen a bit of him on MLW. Um, but yeah, the thing that excites me about the show, Danny, yeah, like people I've heard people say, oh, the card doesn't really stand out to me that much. I don't want a card like this for a new company to be like, oh, look at that match. That's a huge match. No, we want to see them build stars. I'm excited to see people. Do you know what I mean? If Kenny Omega is telling me that these six Japanese or wherever they're from, um, women, do you know what I mean? Are talented. I'm going to believe him. And I'm excited to see them. I mean, There's a lot of people on the card. One of them is Aja Kong, so you know that says I, quite a lot. I've never heard of any of them. You've never heard of Aja Kong? Nope. Right. Okay. So she's very well known in Joshi circles. Um, been around for years. Um, uh, le- legendary, to be honest with you. Um, but. If you don't know them, you don't know them. But I think what you've hit on here is something that it reminds me of an ECW um, pay-per-view card. Because there's not everyone that you'll have heard of. A lot of people won't have heard of Kip Sabian. A lot of people won't have seen a great deal from Sam- Sammy Guevara. But those I two agree. could put on... But those, yeah, the two of them are. And those two could put on an absolute classic. Um, so you've got the influence of Dragon Gate. So we've got a six-man of Dragon Gate. You've got a six-woman tag team match, which is something, again, a bit different. You don't normally see a lot of, um, outside of the um, the lower card, Ring of Honor stores and stuff, you don't normally see that kind of wrestling. Gives a new platform for it. You've got the, the three top matches, and you've got the um, women's three-way as well, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, and Kylie Ray. I think you've got different kinds of matches, and they're going to line up really, really nicely, in the same way that an ECW card used to. There was never usually two matches that were the same in style. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Hopefully it goes off well. And the fact that Hangman doesn't have an opponent uh, doesn't hinder the show too too much at the moment. Yeah. It's just, do you know what I'm almost more excited about than the matches, as silly as this sound? I'm excited to see the production of it. Do you know what I mean? All the little maybe camera angles... Do you know what I mean? Pyro, all that sort of stuff. We're basically finally going to see what an All Elite Wrestling show is going to be like going forward. Do you know what I mean? I'm all excited for all that sort of stuff. Which, yeah. Yeah, that is going to be it. I'm excited to see how ITV present a show. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. We don't know anything that's going to happen, really. All we've got is a list of matches and how they've been built. Obviously, the Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes match, that's been built up magnificently. I think these two will have a really good match. People say, no, it won't be that good. I think they will. Cody Rhodes, he had probably, for me, my favourite match on All In. 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed that match with so much emotion and storytelling in it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a great match. So, yeah, so all, I mean, all in, double or nothing on Saturday night. Danny, do you know one thing that I am going to say? As people who travel around the world to watch wrestling, is a part of you not a little bit like, oh, Vegas, the first ever All Elite Wrestling show? I was thinking last night, I thought I'm a bit gutted we're not going here. Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, it hasn't affected me that much because it was only announced a couple of months month ago that this was going ahead. Um, normally, if you go into a mania or somewhere like that, you've got a lot of time to plan, you've got a lot of time to save. I knew that it just wasn't doable for me at this point. So it wasn't a huge disappointment, but I can see why you would be disappointed. Yeah, because obviously, like I was talking to uh, uh, either Neil or G about this, and I was saying, like, stuff like this could change things in terms of like every year it's just we don't even really think about it we fly our asses across to wrestlemania do you know what i mean to go to that so if all in all in all elite wrestling proper kicks off they have their version of wrestlemania probably all in in a september and if i got possibly even go to these shows over wrestlemania if if all the other indie shows jumped on the backs and piggybacks off it do you know what I mean? Like, for me, WrestleMania is still going to be the one that I go to every year, mainly because of all the other shows that you can take in while you're there. Um, but well, you see, it's going to be interesting. The, all Elite have been partnering with a lot of independents and also AAA as well. Um, so if they, do, if they did do it, not only would they have the indie shows and AAA coming along to put a show on, but they'd also have them working as a partner rather than, as WWE see it, as competition for the wrestling fans' money over mainly a week. So it'll be inter- that would be interesting, and I think it's a concept that they, are, they have been thinking about and that they will do over the course of, obviously, a much smaller scale to start with. Yep, definitely. So I think we've pretty much, I don't really, I can't really, we can't really break it down match for match with predictions and stuff. I don't know a lot about some of the wrestlers that are in it. We've covered, we've covered a lot of it. Um, obviously Martin, he he knows a lot of these guys a bit better than well, better than I do anyway. He's a big elite guy. So join Martin on Friday, hopefully for his preview show for Double or Nothing. Um, and say that what, what a week we've got ahead, Danny. I, I I don't know if you're. I'm watching the three nights, the two nights anyway, coming up of the best of the Super Juniors. It's a big wrestling weekend for us. We're at Fight Club Pro on Friday, uh, Double or Nothing Saturday. So yeah, an exciting wrestling weekend ahead for everyone. Um, yeah, so we will probably be back. As I say, maybe probably probably be Tuesday to be honest. Maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, we will be talking about our thoughts on Double or Nothing. Uh, a little bit of WWE, but we'll mainly be reviewing the show Tuesday, Wednesday. So make sure you join us for that. Um, so yeah, I think that's it, Danny. I think we've touched on everything. Anything, anything else you want to say? Any final words on Double or Nothing or wrestling in general? No, I mean we just look forward to this weekend. Look forward to next weekend. We've got some huge shows coming up, and um, I think. It's time that we we really realise that whether you like certain shows, whether you don't like certain shows, people will always have a different opinion. But go out and watch and love wrestling. That's what, keep, what, what bonds us all together. We've got some big weekends coming up. Go out and enjoy it. 
Yeah, everyone enjoy it. Have a good weekend and we will see you later. The sound sounds fine, yeah? <laughs> sounds alright for this, uh, baby. <laughs>